you guys. This is Heidi St. John. Welcome to the podcast. Today is Friday. It is the 4th of January. And today we're going to be talking a little bit about priorities. And I'm going to take a bit of a homeschool slant. So if you're a homeschool mom who's weary or just a mom who's surrounded with a lot of kids and you're weary and you need a little heart reset, stick around. I think you're going to be encouraged. Well, I hope you guys had a wonderful holiday season. I am a routine girl, so I like to get back into routine. I'm looking forward to getting into routine. I actually think my kids are looking forward to it also. And in an effort to do that, I thought, you know, I'm going to take several of the letters that I've received over the past couple of months that have to do with homeschooling and burnout and uh, how to get all things done, you know, all the things that you want to get done, done in a day. And I'm going to take a little bit of encouragement from a book I wrote several years ago called The Busy Homeschool Mom's Guide to Daylight. So even if you're not homeschooling, I think this will encourage you because what works for a homeschool mom also works for a mom who's not homeschooling because guess what? God's priorities are still, uh, they still apply. They apply whether you're homeschooling or whether you're not. But I, I want to just give a little bit of extra love to the homeschool moms out there who are listening because I know uh, after 20 some odd years of experience with this, that January can be a very frustrating time. And I can remember very clearly coming into January and trying to get back into routine and trying to get the kids back on the homeschool train and get myself and my and my, you know, my head and my heart and my mind back into it only to feel like I was already behind and already tired from the get-go. So if that's you and you're kind of nodding your head or maybe you're quietly crying into your pillow right now, I've been there. I understand. So this episode really is all about that. And I might go ahead and carry it over to Mailbox Monday. Uh, depending on whether or not I feel like I get those questions answered. Before I get started today, a couple things that are coming up that I want you to know about. First of all, the team and I are heading to Abilene, Texas for the Heidi St. John Conference. We are very excited about that. We will be there on January 19th. So if you're anywhere near Abilene, come on out. I'm telling you what, it's a day that will encourage and bless you. We're going to be walking Uh, very closely with each other that day through the Word of God, talking about God's heart for you as it applies to your parenting and your mothering. But we're going to go even deeper than that and say, what is our role in the culture right now? What does God define it to be? And so I think you're going to be encouraged. You can bring your mom, your sister, your cousins, your Bible study group. You don't have to be a mom to enjoy this. I think you'll be blessed by it. So that's the 19th of January in Abilene. You can find out more information at the show notes today or at HeidiStJohn.com forward slash events. Tickets are still on sale and they're only $40 a piece and they include lunch for a whole day. So it's absolutely worth it. Come on down and join me and my family and the staff of MomStrong International. We're looking forward to seeing you. The weekend after that, I'll be in Coos Bay, Oregon for Miracle Worker, The Life-Changing Power of Following Jesus. Cannot wait to see you there. Uh, I love Coos Bay because one of my favorite people in the whole world lives there. So uh, we are very excited about that event also. And one more thing, I thought I would just go ahead and give you a little bit of a preview. You guys have heard me talk about essential oils here on the podcast. Well, I'm getting ready to do another class. We're calling it I Can Be Well. And it's a class about spiritual and emotional and physical wellness. So for an entire week, January 15th through the 21st, me and several of the leaders from a Young Living team, as well as my friend, Dr. Edie Wadsworth, who's been on the show with me before. I know a lot of you guys really appreciated her. She's coming back and she's going to be helping me 
uh, teach some classes uh, with with our staff about how to use essential oils. But we're going to go beyond that, and I will be teaching particularly about intimacy in marriage, and we're going to be talking about anxiety and weight loss and all kinds of things. I think you guys are going to really be encouraged. You can register for that right now at thebusymom.com forward slash oils. You will need to have a Facebook account to join the class, and so uh, we are excited about that. If you've got any questions, go ahead and shoot us an email, podcast at thebusymom.com. All right, let's get right to the topic today. So I've received several letters from you and some emails. And actually, I really, you guys, you've been sending me snail mail. Do you know that I have a particular love for getting cards and things like that in the mail? So thank you for everyone who sent us Christmas cards over the Christmas uh, holiday. If you've got extra cards sitting around and and, uh, no one to send them to, you can send them to me. (laughs) I'll put my address out at the end. But several of you have been talking about the frustrations that you're having trying to manage all the things that are in front of you. And I think sometimes we make mistakes because we embrace things that God has not asked us to embrace. Like, for example, how many of you have ever said yes to something and then five minutes later you were like, that was a mistake? Well, typically we do that because we don't inquire of the Lord. And so I want to encourage you to do that. And I wrote a book several years ago. If you haven't picked it up, I want to encourage you to do that. It's called The Busy Homeschool Mom's Guide to Daylight, Managing Your Days Through the Homeschool Years or How to Fit Your Size 16 Day into a Size 10. (laughs) And I wrote in the very beginning uh, the little introduction, which was sort of my life. And I'm going to read it to you and see if some of you, I mean, this was me several years ago. Uh, But every time I read it, I'm like, oh, man, this takes me back. So here's what I said. This morning, I was standing in my bathroom putting makeup on. Our third grader was next to me doing her math. Mom, what's greater than again? The first grader was sitting next to the shower door. Mom, I wrote my S backward again. When I turned around, I discovered the baby was crawling out of the room with a washcloth in her mouth. Fifth grader called from the kitchen table. Mom, I can't find my grammar book. Sigh. (laughs) Ninth grader comes in and asks if he can take a break. It's only 9 a.m. And after 45 minutes, I have one eye done. 9 a.m. and I was behind the eight ball. I looked at my third grader. She smiled at me. Mommy? Yes. You only have one eye fancy. (laughs) Can you relate? Homeschooling is a tall order. It can seem overwhelming and at times it is. I know. As a homeschool mom of seven children, I've had my moments. Believe me, there have been times when I've asked my sweet husband to watch the kids for an hour so I could go to the car and listen to nothing. (laughs) And over the last 20-some-odd years, I have wanted to throw the homeschool talent on numerous occasions. You guys, I will confess, I have looked at the big yellow school bus as it's passed by my front door with a longing in my eyes. I've wondered what it'd be like to put my kids on that bus just for a day and walk inside to a quiet house. I fantasized about enjoying my morning tea before it got cold or finishing a thought before it was interrupted. And I don't think I'm alone in my fantasy land either because I've spoken to many of you over the years who have had that exact same dream from time to time. And you know what? I think you can get off the the guilty train right now because it's, it's okay. You don't have to feel guilty. There isn't a mom on the planet who hasn't wondered on occasion what in the world she got herself into. And I don't think homeschool moms are any different. So if you're at the end of your homeschool rope right now, or if you're at the end of your mommy rope, tie a knot and hang on, because we're going to spend a little bit of time today just talking about some practical ways to manage the daytime hours in your home so that you can make the most of the precious years that God has given you with your children. But here's the thing, you guys, and I want you to lean in and listen to me, because the most important thing that you will ever do as you start this journey is to lay down your expectations, I'm going to say it again. 
You got to lay down your expectations and ask the Lord to reveal his, his expectations. We want his heart for our marriages, his heart for our children, his heart for our homeschooling. And we got to be honest about where we are. If you're a homeschool mom, you need to know why you're doing it. We've got to surrender our hearts if we want to find his. And when I talk about surrender, that here's what I mean. I mean, we lay our burdens at his feet and we ask him for peace. And guess what? He not only offers you peace, but he offers you rest. The Bible says in Matthew 11 that his yoke is easy and his burden is light. So if the Lord has called you to homeschool, or if you're on the fence right now and you're thinking, oh man, I can tell the Holy Spirit is is talking to me about this, but you're too afraid or you just think you can't do it, um, hang on. Because if God's calling you to, to, uh, to do it, then he's already equipped you with everything that you need to get the job done. And here's the deal, you guys. Managing your day is really just about managing yourself. I'm gonna say that again, because if you're taking notes, you should write that down. Time management is really not about managing time. It's about me management. It's about managing myself. Uh, And we've got to make sure that our priorities are in order if we're going to be successful. So the first thing we're going to do, man, I can tell I'm going to have to carry this over to Monday uh, because I have so much I want to tell you guys. The first thing that that we want to focus on if we're going to be successful in our homeschooling is our marriages. And a lot of times, I love to I love to speak about marriage. One of my favorite topics in the whole world, probably because uh, I have been married to the love of my life for going on thirty years. And I came from a broken home, and I've I've watched as many of my siblings and many of my my dearest friends' marriages have uh, collapsed under the weight of pressure from outside activities from uh, temptation that we allow into our homes. And most of the time you can trace it back to priorities that are out of order because we're not embracing what God says is his heart and his priority for our home. And so I, when I talk about marriage, I often talk about it in the context of the Wonder Twins. Anybody remember them? If you watched uh, TV at all in the 70s, if you were like me and sitting in front of the the television at 7 a.m. on Saturday morning because your parents were uh, sleeping in, uh, I loved to watch the superheroes, right? So the Wonder Twin Powers, remember they would get together and they would say, Wonder Twin Powers, activate. And he'd be like, you know, form of a, the, I don't know, a, 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 a wash. No, that's not right. It's been a while since I watched them. Form of a mop, and she might be a bucket. But whatever it is, they complimented each other, right? And I know I'm dating myself just by talking to you guys about this, but the analogy for marriage is so good that I'm actually willing to risk it. So if you're wondering where I'm going with all this, uh, here's the point. And this might be the only thing that ever, the most, the only redeeming thing that ever comes out of all the hours I spent watching the Wonder Twins. So uh, according to Hannah Barbera, the Wonder Twins' amazing superpowers could only be activated when they did two things. They had to touch each other and they had to speak the phrase one or two empowers activate, right? Listen, this is cool and I was 10, so bear with me. Now, as nice as it sounds, it's not just enough to say the phrase one or two empowers activate. The physical contact was required. So if the Wonder Twins were out of reach of each other, they were unable to activate their powers. Now, I know some of you are disappointed because you're really wishing I was going to give you a really great biblical analogy, but I really think this comes back to embracing God's priorities because you see, without being connected to each other in these two very crucial ways, meaning communication and connectivity, they were just like ordinary people and the swamp monster uh, and the swamp monster could beat them. And that would be terrible, right? So if you're still wondering how this applies, uh, keep listening because Jay and I have a little Wonder Twin joke. So whenever we feel depleted or unable to function effectively as a team, it's usually because like the Wonder Twins, we're out of reach of each other in either one or both of the ways that the dynamic duo couldn't survive without. And I wrote an entire book dedicated to uh, the topic of marriage. So 
I'm going to I'm going to touch on that in the next in the coming weeks also. But I think it bears repeating that when it comes to relationships within your home, your marriage has got to be the first relationship that you nurture. Your marriage is the primary relationship in your home. Years ago, I wrote about this on my Facebook page, and I thought the moms would be so encouraged. I said, hey, mom, marriage comes before mothering. Your marriage comes before homeschooling. And man, I was amazed at the backlash. People were angry. They were they were frustrated. They said, hey, your kids need you more than your husband. You guys, listen, nothing could be further from the truth. The Bible says that the marriage is the priority relationship in the home. And whatever it is that God does in your marriage, we pour into uh, our children from the overflow of what God's doing in our marriages. Have you ever been at odds with your husband for very long? I have. There have been seasons in our lives, and Jay and I have been married, like I said, for almost 30 years, and I'm telling you, there have been seasons in our lives when we have been so frustrated at each other, and we have allowed the pressures that we were facing as parents, as home educators, as a pastor and his wife, financial pressure, all kinds of things to come in between that sacred relationship. I mean, there were times when my husband was so frustrated that he'd come straight home from church and uh, go to our room and leave me to wonder what was what was going on and feel helpless to do anything about it. Does that sound familiar? Yeah. You see, God created marriage so that we would come together as a husband and wife, a sort of dynamic duo for the kingdom. And God is in the work of doing something with your marriage. And God is in the business of doing something with your marriage. And if you think that the enemy doesn't know that full well, you don't know the enemy. He knows that if he can create a little bit of distance between you and your husband, it's going to go a long way in undermining your marriage. It's amazing to me how lack of communication can affect a relationship between a husband and wife. And I I mean, oftentimes I'm frustrated with how discouraged and, and disorganized and chaotic our days seem when a simple conversation with my husband would reveal a side of the problem that I had failed to discern before. We need each other. Sweet mom, communicate with your husband. Men who are listening to this, communicate with your wife. She needs to hear that you love her. And by the way, this, this applies across the board, but it's particularly important for husbands whose wives are homeschooling. When you come home at the end of a long day and the house is a mess and your wife hasn't gotten dinner on the table and you can see a math book is still open on the kitchen table, that's the wrong time to say, what'd you get done today? <laughs> it's just a little something I learned. I'll just let that sit right there. So moms, communicate with your husband. Let him into the places that you're uncomfortable to talk about. Talk to him about your lack of organization, your fear of failing your kids. Talk to him about your discouragement. Your husband can't meet you halfway if he doesn't know the road you're on, right? So communicate, communicate with each other. Another thing that we can learn from the Wonder Twins is the fact that it's not just enough to communicate. Wonder Twin powers activate. Doesn't do any good if there's no what? Physical contact. And I think sometimes we're so busy that we don't notice the distance that creeps in between us simply due to a lack of physical intimacy. And being a mom is challenging enough. And you add homeschooling to it and it takes it to a whole new level. And I think it's easy to let homeschooling take priority in your life. But you know what? Listen to me carefully. It's dangerous to do that. And I'm not just talking about homeschooling. It can be anything that you have allowed to take priority and push away that time that you should be setting aside for your marriage. And as much as you wanna learn to manage your day, an even greater responsibility needs to come first. Your marriage needs to come first. Women, please do not neglect the sexual aspect of your marriage. Talk to your husband about it. 
Ask him to tell you honestly how he feels your marriage is doing in this important area. You guys, you might be surprised by the answer that you hear. I remember one time I asked my husband, I, you know, I told you, I've told you before, every once in a while, Jay and I will sit down and we sort of assess the state of our union. <laughs> a long time ago, this was an area in my life that we were really struggling with. Several, we had several little kids at home and it was such a physically demanding job that it was easy for me to push my husband's needs to the side because A, I was too, t- I was so tired, right? I was practically comatose at the end of the day. And I remember an, an older woman took me to lunch one day and it was a kindness that she sat me down and asked me how my marriage was. And I said, well, I'm doing okay. And she said, how would your husband say that your marriage is doing? And it wasn't that my husband had talked to her. I, I really feel like the Holy Spirit was like, you need to go talk to Heidi. So she said, go, go home and ask him. So I remember sitting down with Jay after dinner, all the kids were in bed. And I said, so Jay, how would you rate our sex life? Say on a scale of nine to 10. <laughs> I didn't give him any room to say, well, it's a four or it's a six. Because I just didn't think I could hear it. I didn't actually, I didn't, I was afraid that I just, I was afraid of being criticized for just one more thing that I wasn't doing right. And I want to just encourage you, talk to your husbands, open up that conversation. Think about what attracted you to your husband when you were first married. Ask him, what attracted you to me? In uh, the first book I wrote called The Busy Homeschool Mom's Guide to Romance, which I, in in hindsight, I wish I hadn't called it The Busy Homeschool Mom's Guide to Romance, because if you want to read a great book about marriage, uh, that really is a wonderful book. The Lord just gave that to me, and uh, I wrote it from a place of of pain in my own life, but God really used it. And I wrote about uh, uh, a girl that I used to know. I called her that girl, and she was the girl that my husband married. She was the one who couldn't wait to romance her husband, to make him dinner, to dress beautifully for him. And busy mom, I just want to encourage you, you are still that girl. And that girl still needs to be part of your life and your marriage. So nurture your relationship with your husband. Husbands, nurture your relationship with your wife. Make sure you don't need to have money for a babysitter to nurture your marriage. You know, there were there were many times my husband and I were on such a tight budget when our kids were little. He was a, a pastor and we were single income family homeschooling. We'd made this incredible decision to homeschool, which I couldn't believe that I had actually said that uh, I wanted to do. It's totally the Lord. And I remember my husband just coming home from work and just saying, hey, let's, you know, put four hours worth of veggie tails in for the kids and uh, we'll sit upstairs at the kitchen table and just have dinner and get to know each other again. It's so important. I can honestly say that the effort that you will put into your marriage will reap dividends for years to come. Your marriage is the primary relationship in your home. This is the first of God's priorities that we embrace outside of our relationship with him. So Monday, we're gonna come back and I'm gonna talk to you a little bit about how to nurture your relationship with your kids, even through busy homeschool years, but also how to kind of manage your home when you've got a lot of kids around you. It's so important. This is the time of year to do it. Also, I wanna just remind you that we start a brand new Bible study at MomStrong International on Monday. And so this January, we're gonna be talking uh, about finding balance in your life. The study is called Find Balance and Breathe. God has balance for you. 
We're going to be studying the book of James, starting in James chapter 3, and it's a great time for you to join the scripture writing community, which is free, and also for $2 a week, you can support the ministry of the podcast by simply joining the Bible study. We'll take you even deeper into the things we've been talking about here on the podcast. All right, I hope you guys will join me there. If this podcast is an encouragement to you, it would certainly encourage us if you would leave a review, rate this podcast over at iTunes, share it on social media, let people know that um, we're here and we want to encourage you. And one last thing before I go, I know I said I would give you our address. If you want to write to us, we love to get things in the mail. The address is Heidi St. John, Care of Firmly Planted Family, 11100 Northeast 34th Circle, Vancouver, Washington, 98682. Have a great day, everybody, and I'll see you back here on Monday. For more encouragement, visit me online at thebusymom.com.